Hello, welcome to the next edition of Sport and Life. I'm very pleased to say that a man who's an expert, a connoisseur of both, <laughs> has his own podcast on uh, on energy. What's your podcast called, Tony Ryan? It's Zestology. Thank you for having me Zest- on yours. Zestology. Well, thank you for uh, uh, having us. Appreciate your uh, time and speaking to our, our multitudes of listeners as we <laughs> as we merge in, <laughs> in this one. Now it's 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 about sport and life. We'll get onto energy because that's your kind of area of, yeah. of interest at the moment. But what role has, has sport played in your life? particularly growing up playing sport what did it give you did it did it give you any attributes any characteristics build personality I've always been interested in um the mental side of sport and I feel like I've always kind of learned from that quite a lot and in fact the sportsmen that I have always been my favorite sportsmen and women are the ones that aren't necessarily the most talented yeah but have kind of um made the most of what they've got because that's definitely me as well on the, on, on the sports pitch. I was never, you know, never the kind of first 11 player necessarily very naturally. Yeah. Um, so, for instance, in cricket, I always loved Andrew Strauss because I never felt he was the most talented player, but I knew that he'd made the most of his talent. Sure. And in golf, I love Graham McDowell because I don't know how he won a major. <laughs> 2010. Uh, 2010, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember watching it and just thinking, brilliant, you know, he's not the longest driver, he's not the best part of it. Somehow he's managed to cobble together so amazing pulled it together mentally and yeah. yeah yeah so that's always been my interest and then I studied in NLP and did everything else as well yeah um, neurolinguistic so, program yeah. that's interesting yeah. what about sport in terms of preparing for this line of work because I find it interesting because we've had to go through gatekeepers screen tests to get on radio and yeah. television you're a presenter at Sky Sports News long standing do you think that that helps in a way is, it, is there comparisons there I think between sport and going for trials and, and getting setbacks and that ability to to perform under an element of pressure I know yeah, it's not quite no, the same no, as no, playing in an FA yeah, Cup final I, but. but I think there is a lot of pressure and a lot of people say to me I'm sure they do to you as well God I don't know how you do it yeah because yeah. it's like you know if Life you, if TV, you don't yeah. do this every day you couldn't possibly imagine could you sure and you have to sort of assess your I suppose when you came into this work whether it's you have to be sort of quite self-analytical, don't you? Self-aware, mm. I suppose, to work out whether it's good for you or not. Because there's certain jobs that I'd be be awful at. But you kind of, if you come into TV, you have to be, you have to enjoy it as well, don't you? That's yeah. the key, I think. Because a lot of people see it as glamorous, but actually don't necessarily enjoy enjoy that feeling. Yeah, it's really not that glamorous, is it? <laughs> no, we're stuck away in a little cubby hole yeah, on the are. third floor of St- Sky Studios, <laughs> which we've not booked. We might get in oh, trouble no, we'll for not booking. We'll get, we'll get thrown out in a minute, and the podcast comes to a, a <laughs> jarring halt. You know, you've got to carry on recording <laughs> if we get thrown out. What, what about being a fan? Because you're a Queens Park Rangers fan. You've written for yeah. the program recently. Because I'm intrigued by this recently. Is it, 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 what impact emotionally does it make on our life? Is it good for us? Uh, does it? I guess causes emotional hurt beyond our control because if a team loses is it mm. a sense of unity with other fans is it an important hobby for us does it build resilience in itself as yeah. well as getting over getting over adversity and your team's setbacks what do you make of it? Uh, uh, first I think it's, it's diversion but secondly something that comes up again and again in my podcast um, is this importance of community yeah. you know maintaining your community around you in an increasingly digital age and I, I'm me and six mates are members at uh, the Oval okay, we yeah. go to quite a few of the 2020s and we go to the test matches and yeah. the international matches there and it's such a laugh and I'm not going to lie it's pretty <laughs> boozy as well but it's just that set, you know I don't see my mates that often a lot of them have got kids a lot of them live different parts of the country but we know that seven or eight times a year we'll get together in the pavilion at the Oval and we'll have a right laugh and that's my kind of community that's my tribe if you like sure and um that's interesting because cricket i suppose 
is gives you community. The thing about football, I suppose, people find difficult community, but then you have the them and us culture, which becomes tribalism and the sort of yeah. hatred. I mean, even people who work at Sky, you know, get gutted when a rival team wins a cup or something like that. Well, yeah, it's their local right. So I just wonder, is that you know, is that something yeah. that people can try and marry as the best parts of the community without necessarily that kind of the animosity that we see and obviously we don't mm. endorse hooliganism or anything like that. But sometimes people do take that sort of um, that culture a little bit too far, don't they? They do, but that's where it's not necessarily community, but it's identity, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I've never been someone who identifies so strongly with a team that three days later I'll come into the office and I'll still be annoyed, or yeah. even the next day. We have to a certain extent, especially if you know if you're in a relationship, you can't you can't be yeah. you can't be negatively yeah. affected by it too much, can you? Yeah. You can't go to your wife or girlfriend and be you know won't talk to them for two days because you're you're down after your team lost. Or... Well, but a lot of people do. Yeah, and, and you and I like quite a few people are here will come in on the Monday morning and they'll yeah. have a face like thunder in a meeting because their team's lost <laughs> yeah I know and it's a hard life you do that isn't it because you're not in control you and I, you and I are far more we're upbeat upbeat yeah <laughs> deep breath deep breath carry on you know all that kind of mindfulness stuff um, what about because your podcast Estology was born out of an illness that you had wasn't it and a, mm. and a lack of energy tell us about that uh, well obviously you know the story already but I went away uh, four and a half years ago on holiday yeah. contracted a tropical virus in the jungle woke up one day with a rash all over my legs and arms and numb patches on my face and you know, often that can be something really serious yeah. so you kind of flew straight home had a few months off work was in bed really wasn't even walking down the street I have to say Sky were fantastic about it as well they were so supportive mm. and um, at my kind of darkest hour I thought and I was doing a lot of googling and I realised that a lot of other people have real problems with energy and yeah. some people People just have minor problems. Yeah. But I thought, well, if I can do a podcast on energy when I'm back to full health, that'd be quite a good laugh. Plus, I might get some free advice. <laughs> yeah, well, it's sort of <laughs> massive for, for yeah. life and, and for sport to, to thread it together. Sport and life. Yeah, sport and life, baby. Mm. That's it. But um, to, to connect to connect the dots. But So what, what are your findings and what are the key sort of, I guess, catch-all pieces of advice that you'd give people, both for playing sport or for just generally living life? Because everyone always complains about being tired yeah. and, and things like that. It's a common thing, which may be psychological, maybe physical, I guess. Mm. Um, the That's really interesting because I've had over 150 episodes now and there's common themes that link almost every single guest. It's yeah. really interesting. You know, a lot of them talk about the sense of community being a leaf on a tree and being linked to all the other leaves on the tree yeah um, a lot of them talk about diet the importance of you know not having too so many they think human contact's big is it yeah energy? human yeah. contact's massive and that's increasingly important it's really easy to wake up in the morning and first thing you do look at your screen and spend yeah. an hour getting kind of lost in instagram rather than actually looking into the eyes of another warm breathing yeah. unpredictable human being or playing football with someone rather than playing esports online is that yeah. you know is that a comparison yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. yeah um sleep's really important you know they all they all mention the importance of sleep i spoke to someone the other day i was over in texas recording a couple of podcasts and this guy was like it's true isn't it <laughs> you can take all the supplements in the world when you've had a bad night's sleep and they'll help but if you have a really good night's sleep, that's better than any supplement. You most don't need Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I remember Ryan Giggs, one of his annuals, when I was a kid reading that, and it was he talks about how, I think he was having like nine and a half hours sleep. He said if he hadn't had enough sleep, he'd actually feel it on the pitch on really? a Saturday. And that was kind of 25 years ago, so that's quite... Well, I often think about boxers. Yeah. Because boxers get one shot every few months. Yeah. And what happens if you don't sleep? Well, you probably don't <laughs> sleep well because you're nervous. Yeah, exactly, it's, yeah. It's and it's also, really a, night, it's also a late late at night, isn't it? So you've yeah. got to go the whole day possibly try and nap but it's a long do you think that's time. why when when a, an amateur boxer turns pro and is super talented yeah they give them loads of kind of fights <laughs> they know they're going to win just to get them used to it possibly yeah and i think for anthony joshua as well that's interesting that you know he went to what 16 and 
15 yeah. before any big challenges and maybe that was partly to get used to the spectacle the, yeah. the lights the adrenaline yeah exactly because kind of yeah. I think Dillian White in this first fight with Anthony Joshua you could sense that he wasn't quite as accustomed to all the kind of yeah. the razzmatazz and that physiologically and, and mentally kind it's of like you and I on, on our first day on Sky yeah, Sports yeah. News like we a frightened rabbit well, in headlights tell you what it's funny though but you do burn energy really quickly don't you you're exhausted yeah. after your first your first yeah. shift in any sort of new job on yeah. TV or, or any new job anywhere I suppose um but that's uh, that's quite interesting that that energy one and, it, and it, what another things people always say is and I, David Hay used to wake up late and he said why would I be running at five in the morning like a lot mm. of boxers do and cut myself short and sleep but then Ed Robinson who works in the boxing department actually had a few professional fights he said that it was about a psychological kind of conditioning that you know you could get up and force yourself through it so mentally when you're in the trenches in the rig yeah. you can dig on that resource and know that you can do things it's interesting one well though, that is it? and I was actually going to say you know one of the things that comes up again and again is the more that you push yourself outside your comfort zone just what Ed was saying there yeah. the more that you feel comfortable in uncomfortable situations yeah. so you know one of the massive things in the kind of health paleo natural health community is um, cold showers cold plunges and cryotherapy oh, okay. because if it, and I did that last week in uh, Texas <laughs> yeah I saw that yeah. I mean it's great fun, Honestly, and yeah. it's, but it is hell for two and a half minutes you're in a room which is minus 200 Fahrenheit yeah. hot wow. tip for you if you ever do it cover your nipples <laughs> really helps <laughs> it really off, yeah. helps yeah but then you come out and not only are you buzzing because your whole body's tingling because all your cells are kind of creating loads of extra mitochondria but also you're buzzing because beforehand you're thinking can I do this? Yeah. And afterwards, you come out and you know, and you so it's know kind of, that you can. It's a relativity thing. So everything relatively is then easy if you put yourself through yeah, an extreme definitely. situation. Yeah. Oh, Once you've done a uh, hundred shifts on Sky Sports News, it doesn't seem quite as daunting. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. You've got you to put yourself in those un- uncomfortable yeah. situations. Yeah. It certainly does. Um, and quickly, finally, sort of anyone out there, amateur sports people or whatever, diet-wise, is there anything that you've had a lot of people, I know, different types of diets yeah. that, and kind of philosophies they come on your podcast. That, is there anything that generally you you would say, this is probably a good bit of advice not to do? Because we grew up on energy drinks and sugar drinks, didn't we? Things like that as being They all say drinks. cut the sugar. Yeah. They all say increase the amount of good fats that you eat yeah. and uh, reduce the amount of sugar. Which is what we were told not to do as kids, wasn't it? You know, know. sportsmen, you had to carbohydrate and yeah. sugary drinks, Lucozade, all that kind of stuff. And Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like They're not necessarily all anti-carb, yeah. especially if you're like someone who's like a long-distance runner or something like sure. that. Although there are some keto runners, long-distance runners now as well. Wow. But um, certainly for me, it's quite a bit of fat, moderate protein, not very much carbs. That'll diddly do. <laughs> Tony Wright, I've been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Cheers, bud.